T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys and, and win the event. That's my mentality. And if I wasn't ready to win at this level, you know, I am very rusty. But I've come off rusty situations before and I've done well. And Tiger Woods, he will play this weekend at Riviera. Joining us on the Western Hotline is Mr. Brian Koziel. Tiger of- Woods is older than Sean McVay, by the way. Okay. Brian's host of Tee to Green, resident golf expert. Maybe we'll offer a, a Sabres thought, Brian. Brian, your week's out, all out of whack, right? I mean, you're doing pre and post in these late games and, you know. Still and getting, it can't help when they're getting trounced 5-2. Yeah. to two. Rough, rough, rough little time here. Yes, being being on the air at one thirty in the morning when it's, you know, a blowout game is not as enjoyable as when they're winning. You, you feel like you want that little extra inspiration to, to be alive and well here when these games are so late. But, yeah, that game the other night, it was okay in the first period, but and the second period just totally was one-sided, and they looked lost, and the line combinations that Don Granato was trying was not going quite well. So kind of went back to it in the third. It got a little better, but, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good start to the road trip, but um, they've been so good on the road, like it's hard to really go after them for this one game. But it's now it's piled up into just what they've done over the last four games, and now you know you're getting a trend that you don't like to see. Yeah, it's they've always been. I don't know. I want to say a flawed team, Brian. They've got their problems. They just outscore their problems. That's always what they do. They outscore their mistakes. And these last couple games, you know, they're giving up sevens and fives, and they're only scoring two. So Anaheim tonight, uh, find a way to outscore your problems. It can still be a successful road trip, but if they want to stay in this race, I think they've got to find ways to get wins against both Anaheim and San Jose. I would agree. I mean, you went into February just a point out of that playoff spot where when Pittsburgh was sitting there and the Penguins haven't done a lot since then, but the teams elsewhere have done a lot. The Islanders continue to get points. The Panthers continue to get points. Um, the Capitals even got a win in Boston in between there. So you're, you're getting yourself jumbled up with other teams now where it's just not, you know, chasing down one. And, you know, I think this is probably how it's going to go the rest of the way. I don't expect the Sabres to just, lose lose their way out of this here in the next two weeks uh it's probably going to do what it's been all season is they'll they'll go through three to four game stretches where maybe they go three oh and one and then maybe we'll see the flip of it and we'll think up oh, they're within a point or two and then oh, maybe they'll back three or four i just think that's kind of the team that they have at the moment and i'm not saying that this this team isn't perfect of course they're not but uh i think that if they can get themselves maybe just to be within a few points 
going into March and April. I mean, what an experience this will be. We spoke, I know you spoke with Kevin Adams, Paul and I did on Saturday on pregame. You know, we kept asking him, like, look, you know, the value of making the playoffs, like how important is that for your young team? And then, you know, will that affect your decision-making at all? And we also kind of got around the fact that this final month, if you go into March and you're right there, like this can also have value too. And that's not to say that Kevin Adams is going to not make a move or anything because that he could think that March is the playoffs or anything, but that these games in March, if they are right in the race and every night matters, he said, you know, that's also a big piece for our team growing going forward. If you look big picture. So um, I know fans probably don't want to hear about, you know, these games, if it doesn't equate to an actual playoff spot, having a lot of meaning, but I think with this team being so young, if every game the rest of the way has actual meaning and pressure and they're right there, um, I think there will be some value long-term in it, even if it ultimately doesn't make them uh, a postseason team this year. And I, I want to ask you about I want to ask you about Jacob Chikrin specifically because he's not yet been traded. He's being tra- held out for trade reasons. There was a report maybe L.A., Boston's been linked. And, you know, I, you could talk about the effect of these March games, Brian, and how they are important. You could also just go out and get a good player and get him in your lineup and start to get used to him and what it might look like. And my, my take on Chikrin is, um, is going to be this. If he goes to the Kings, I'm not going to be upset. If he goes to the Bruins, I am. And yeah. there's a very specific reason for that, which is the Sabres can be patient all they want. They can talk about their own growth, but they will have to eventually pass these other teams. And they do have an awful lot to spend from an asset standpoint. You, you could be patient. You don't have to make this chicken move. But if Boston were to get him, he's 24. That's a team you have to pass, and you kind of let them get better and sustain success, something that Boston has done for, what, a decade now? So in your efforts to pass these teams, if you watch the teams around you get a good young player that you could have pulled the trigger for, I don't think that's quite the same as watching him just go to to L.A. The Sabres don't have to be too concerned with L.A., even though they lost them the other night. But they do have to be concerned in the division. And I almost worked myself into a spot where getting a good player to block a divisional opponent is a good idea and a doubly good idea. I think that's a good point. I mean, I'll totally admit I was dead wrong on how Boston would play this year. I thought at some point their age – would catch up with them that, hey, maybe that could be one of the teams that maybe fall. Well, clearly not. They're obviously <laughs> like a historical pace. Um, but you're right. If Boston adds somebody that's 24 and then they end up signing them long term, like, okay, you know, does that continue to keep Boston ahead of you in this race that you hope with this group that the Sabres have is long term success and trying to pass whether it's Boston or Tampa or Toronto at some point? right. You're going to have to do something to get better than them. Um, is the current group right now just all of a sudden in a year from now or two just going to be better? Like It'd be great if that happened, but I, I would agree with you. The chances of it, if other teams are going out and picking other players off of other teams, especially young ones who's 24, who plays, what, 23 minutes a game? Like You're just giving yourself uh, instantly better like that, not only for this season, but for long term. And it's the trade that Kevin Adams keeps talking about that makes sense. He's not interested in getting the rental. He's interested in getting somebody that could be here that's in their mid-20s. You know, we always bring up Alex Tuck. That's the example. That sort of player that has 
uh, possibilities to be with you long term to still develop even more. So um, I think a guy like Chicken would be an outstanding ad for the Sabres if, if just much so like you said, if it's another team within your division that you're going to be battling with for years, um, that you're trying to leapfrog, if you can block them out of it, for sure do it. And the Sabres have prospects and they have draft picks if they want to do it. Like, I don't think this is a, I don't think that Kevin Adams is handcuffed in any way. Um, I know that they're not going to be reckless with spending money, but they have cap room too if it means extending a guy in, in part of a trade. So I think everything's on the table. I think Kevin Adams actually is in a really, really good spot in terms of holding the cards. He's got prospects that teams want. He has draft picks, and he has cap space. And I don't think there's a lot of teams that have all three of those spots available when it comes to making deals. Brian Cozy on the Western Hotline. Brian, we also got you on to talk about golf this weekend. How about the, the, the group that goes out, I think it's 3.06 tomorrow afternoon. Yep. It's in the 3 o'clock hour. Rory, JT, and Mr. Tiger Woods. So back at Riviera, first, if you could, for, for fans, and by that I mean myself, myself, who maybe don't remember Riviera that well, what is it known for? What, what's, what's special about this course? And I guess, why would Tiger pick this event as one to come back for? He's super, super familiar with the course. Uh, he played it growing up in the Los Angeles area. Um, it's the comfort. We know Tiger over the years when he's had the success, uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, um, the Bridgestone Invitational event in Akron. Uh, he tends to shade toward the events where he knows he has a chance to compete. Um, the layout of Riviera, I think, sets up to him in the sense that um, it's not necessarily the longest course on tour. He's got super familiarity with it, playing it. It was one of the first events he played in on the tour in the early 90s when he was still in amateur status. So uh, I think this was handpicked on purpose because of that. Um, I also think, too, it's physically something he has to think about, too. The walk is not a killer. Um, that's something that I think we're probably going to have to talk about for the rest of any time we see Tiger Woods play, is how is he handling walking 72-plus holes over the course of the week at a tournament. So in that sense, too, I think maybe that was a piece of it. Um, these elevated events now that the PGA Tour has, this is now back-to-back last week, of course, uh, at Phoenix and the Waste Management Open, you had all the monster names, and there's another one here this week. Uh, Tiger, I'm going to guess, is going to commit to events like this, too, for sure. Um, his competitive level, too. I'm sure he wants to be there when guys like Rory and JT and Rom and Morikawa and Spieth and all these and Scheffler are, are all there, too. Um, I, you know, let's face it, there's got to be some personal ego involved in the sense of, hey, I, if I'm going to go out here, I'm not going to go out in a week where all of these guys aren't there. I, he, he always wants to compete on the highest stage. So I don't think it's a surprise that he came back here uh, because of some of those factors. That grouping that you mentioned uh, also could be, I would say it's for sure for television, but eyeballs for sure. But um, I think events and tournaments are definitely looking up and saying, how can we make Tiger comfortable to our event? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he's like, well, let's, let's take two of his best friends on tour and put them together. I know he's also serving as quasi host this week. He's kind of you know one of the guys that represents the Genesis Open. So how much influence he might have even had on that off the record could have been a little bit of piece of that. But for sure, I think these events are going to do whatever they can to get Tiger there for the obvious reasons because of all the attention he brings. Well, of course, 
Brian, like, I'm trying to think how many events I ever went to with Tiger. I think it's just the one at Oak Hill. And to see the galleries that would follow him around at the peak of his powers, I, I think you'll get those caliber galleries to this weekend with, of course, Tiger and the group you said, Rory and JT. I mean, these two are currently, if not the number one and number two fan favorites on the PGA Tour. There's a couple others, but... You know, guys that have defended the tour with all the live stuff going on, these are two that have been the strongest voices and I think have gained themselves an awful lot of fans in the process. I would agree. I mean, if if Tiger is not at the event, I mean, I still think Tiger's the number one draw by far. But if you said to me, like, take Tiger off the board, who are two guys that I would want to watch, I think probably McElroy and Justin Thomas would be my one and two, and that's not slighting guys like John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who I think are outstanding players and super entertaining. I just think these two have risen, as you said, to the top. They've made a name for themselves, not only with their success on the course, but how they've been outspoken um, in terms of their support for the PGA Tour. So this trio together is going to be great. And, uh, yeah, Thursday afternoon, just a little after 3 o'clock, it'll be, it'll be going, and I'm sure that it'll be by far the largest gallery on the course. And, um, when Tiger plays, too, the rest of the field, definitely you can sense that they have a feeling of appreciation. You, I was reading a lot of quotes and hearing some sound bites yesterday from other players of how excited they are when Tiger's there. I mean, I forget, as you mentioned, what, Tiger's older than Sean McDermott. I forget a lot of these upcoming, golf, you know, these younger successful golfers, uh, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, Colin Malarkawa, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick, guys like this. I mean, they're literally almost half the age of Tiger. And I keep thinking, like, oh, yeah, they're, they grew up, you know, the little kid watching Tiger on TV. And so many of these guys have said, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a professional golfer because Tiger Woods inspired me to go want to be a professional golfer. So their idol is playing alongside of the fact that they're trying to compete to win at the same time. So I, I think that's always an underlying storyline, too, that not only are golf fans and the sports world excited to see Tiger, but the best in the world that are also playing on the same course at the same event are just as excited to see Tiger play. How hard is it to break down his game versus his body? Like last year, I'm wondering a little bit like how competitive he might be this year. For you, is there a way to really even break down what state his game is? Or is it tough because you're just you know, like the Masters, for instance. Like he's having trouble even just yeah. walking up on the back nine. Feels like we're watching his face after swings to see if he's right. comfortable. More than the swing itself, even. Yeah, it's tough. And you know what? I mean, to sit here and predict physically what his golf game's going to look like, I think is probably almost near impossible. I mean, we haven't seen him sit play since July at the Open. And, you know, he missed the cut there, played okay, but obviously wasn't good enough to get it to the weekend. We haven't seen him since July. So what does his golf team look like? You know he's practicing, and if there's one thing that you can, you know, I think you can probably bet on with Tiger is that he's not just going to go out there. He was even talking about it yesterday about playing future Masters. He's not going to go out there just to kind of be a token ambassador or just to pump up the event. He says, you know, he's got to feel confident. I think he was even the soundbite that Evan played was about. He's going out there thinking like, hey, I'm going to go out there with this plan to win. My game is in a spot where I think I can. So I'd like to think that, you know, what is a reasonable outcome for Tiger's golf game this week with the fact that maybe he still 
hasn't fully walked 72 holes, I'm guessing, over the course of four consecutive days, probably since the last time he made a cut, which would have, I don't know, is that even the Masters? We have to go back to April, the last time he did that. So I think that that's going to be an underlying story and a challenge throughout. In terms of his golf game itself, he's always said, even he did a year ago, he said, it's not the golf swing that I'm worried about. He said it's in between the golf swing right now with my body. Uh, he said his ankle's bothering him now too. Um, so I, I just, it's going to be a story forever, as you said. You know, we're going to watch Tiger swing, and we're going to watch him then walk and react afterwards, and just hope that he can go from shot to shot without re-injuring something. Because this guy's had as many injuries as probably anybody that's ever played professional sports. Brian Koziel hosted the Tee to Green show, and of course Sabres post game. So Brian, thanks for the time. Enjoy the. Uh... The late night tonight, another 10 o'clock face-off with the Sabres and the Ducks. And uh, thanks again. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Brian Koziel. Excited for some golf this weekend. Yes. Very excited. We're going to bet on Tiger. Yeah? What, just to make the cut? I said, are you going to bet on Tiger? Oh, no, no. no yeah, to make not. the cut. Make the cut. My my. What would those odds be? You probably get good odds on that, right? Yeah. I haven't. I've not looked at it yet. To he, make, to... he shouldn't have... Great odds. I mean, he should be near the bottom. He should be an underdog, I would think. He's not playing consistently, so first round out there, you just get an X factor. People are going to want to bet it, that's for sure. 803 550 plus, plus 125 to make the cut. Okay. That's under, <laughs> pretty slight underdog. Barely, though, man. I don't know. Not touching it? I, I, I also don't want to bet against him, right? What fun is that? That's not fun. That's not fun at all. I the way I like betting too. If there's ninety nine percent of the money on one side, I want the other. I feel like this is one where a hundred percent is going to be on the other side. But I can't. Come on, that's the that's the lamest thing ever. Would be to just bet on Tiger to miss the cut and root root for bogeys. Yeah, he misses putts, and you're like, like yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he hits it in the trees. Let's go. Just I no can't do it. Riviera this weekend. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.